Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. This week, more than 400 pro and amateur picklers are in St. Louis to compete for top honors at the Association of Pickleball Players Sun Med St. Louis Open. It's the second year the tournament's been held in STL, and local devotees can attest to the sport's pre-existing and ever-growing popularity here. Mike Chapin is one of those enthusiasts, and as a certified pickleball instructor and the man behind St. Louis Pickleball.com, he's got his paddle on the pulse of the sport, including where folks can go in STL for a match and some pickletainment. Mike, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Now, you are not associated with the tournament uh, underway in Forest Park this week in an official capacity, but what can you tell us about it? Uh, it's a terrific uh, opportunity for anybody in the area to go to Forest Park to see some top professional pickleball players compete for money prizes. Uh, there are three professional pickleball leagues um, or in the United States, uh, the APP. Um, this is the second year it's come through the St. Louis region. And um, it just is a, a wonderful place to see some of the best players in the country uh, compete right here in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't familiar with pickleball, Mike, can you briefly describe the sport, you know how it's played, and perhaps some of the basic rules? Absolutely. Uh, it's a paddle sport uh, played on a smaller court, uh, about a third of the size of a tennis court. Um, the ball is kind of a plastic wiffle ball, and the paddles are a little bit bigger than a ping pong paddle. Um, usually it's played in doubles, but you can also play it in singles. And the sport is meant to be kind of a rally sport with an underhand serve. Uh, the ball bounces once on each side of the court uh, before a rally can start uh, where you can either volley the ball out of the air or take it off the bounce, except for the area closest to the net called the kitchen area or mm-hmm. the no volley zone. And you've been instrumental in getting pickleball courts at several parks in the area. Where are some of those places, and how did you go about doing that, Mike? Yeah, it's a kind of a fun story because a lot of people that started in pickleball um, fall in love with it right away, and that was no different for me um, when friends put a paddle in my hand and said, hey, come play this sport. I had played other sports in my lifetime, uh, all my lifetime, uh, including a little bit of tennis um, in my late 30s. But uh, as a 40-some, and I've seen the opportunity to play such a game, uh, fun game that people could um, connect with at all ages. Um, I've never seen a sport where a grandchild and a grandparent can be physical and play on the same court together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a game I can really play for a long time. And when I started to look in my neighborhood uh, in the South City area, um, there are parks that with unused tennis courts and the opportunity to say this might be an opportunity to create change and uh, I started to work with uh, 
the local neighborhood association, the aldermen, the parks and rec folks uh, put on free pickleball programs where I was able to acquire equipment and put up signs and just kind of grow the game and, and, and find, um, you know, that folks wanted to be there and ultimately convinced uh, some of the decision makers in the city to do that. Uh, now we're at seven city parks uh, in the south uh, city area, mm -hmm. Crenellet Park, Wilmore Park, Francis Park, Tower Grove Park, obviously Forest Park, um, I think Benton Park. So we have some terrific free pickleball available in our city parks. And now it's starting to expand all over uh, the county. Um, Kirkwood Park just opened up six brand new courts uh, and which is very exciting uh, to see the growth of this game. So there's some proliferation happening then. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, pickleball is having a moment in St. Louis in a different way. Uh, there's the well-established Missouri Pickleball Club in Fenton, which was not on the list that you just shared. But there are also several already open or soon-to-open places that include courts as well as other amenities. And I want to start with Paddle Up Pickleball in Lake St. Louis. Mike, tell us about this one. Yeah, this is a, a, a fun story with a, uh, um, you know, obviously retail has been kind of challenged uh, after COVID. Uh, a lot of stores and commercial spaces have been gone unused, uh, malls and in different spaces. Uh, um, primarily how Missouri Pickleball Club got going um, uh, with the closing of an old Gander Mountain sports store. But the Pedal of Pickleball folks uh, just got, they fell in love with uh, uh, pickleball and decided, hey, we can take over a big bed, bath and beyond. And uh, with that, they, um, you know, have been playing with a bunch of friends out in the St. Charles, St. Peter's area. And uh, they provided their own volunteer labor to <laughs> clean out the store space. And uh, um, they, you know, were able to use uh, that volunteer labor for painting the courts and, and, and acquiring a lot of equipment. And now they have nine wonderful courts and a, a great social media following there. Mm -hmm. now, there are also two places currently in development. One of those is Chicken and Pickle. That's N, uh, which <laughs> will be in St. Charles. How about that one, Mike? Yeah, Chicken Pickle uh, has become quite a franchise for itself. Uh, their first location in North Kansas City, Missouri, started on a whim where a uh, um, um, proprietor thought, hey, I love this pickleball game. And he had a friend who was a really great rotisserie chicken chef. And they decided to put the concept together and before you know it, I think they're opening their 10th uh, location now. Their largest is going to be here in uh, St. Charles, Missouri, the streets of St. Charles, uh, later this fall, um, with uh, up to 12 pickleball courts, both inside and outside, mm -hmm. uh, tons of entertainment, restaurant, uh, adult game space. Uh, it's going to be something for everybody to, to enjoy uh, and a real gem to our pickleball community. Yeah. Now... You did mention there are other locations, so it's part of a, a chain of pickleball courts and restaurants. Have you yourself been to a chicken pickle? Yes, yeah. I played in some tournaments and in, in, in tournament uh, in North Kansas City and oh, um, um, Overland Park, Kansas, um, right down in the South Kansas City area. <laughs> They've opened a second one there in Wichita, uh, San Antonio. So. 
we're, we're lucky to have uh, so much activity here in St. Louis. I, I can't say enough. When I first got into the game, we had one pickleball court back in 2014-15, uh, and uh, now we just uh, were recently notarized uh, uh, by LawnAndLove.com as the sixth biggest uh, pickleball community uh, in the United States. Wow. And with well over uh, uh, 220 courts, I, I think even private courts, if we counted those, plus some regional courts, we would be close to 300. Um, my website gets over 2,000 hits a month, um, and with that, uh, 1,000 are brand new, um, you know, people coming to the site. So uh, the game is as popular as it's ever been. Uh, we're ecstatic about the growth. I know the Missouri Pickleball Club is looking to open a second location. They're the largest indoor pickleball club uh, in the United States already. Uh, so um, St. Louis is definitely a hotbed for... Um, people wanting to come here and play pickleball. Mm -hmm. Now, the last spot that hasn't opened yet, but is scheduled to do so later this year, is Real Dill. That's in Chesterfield at uh, the District of St. Louis. Can you briefly, in about 30 seconds, share about that one? Yeah, so the Real Dill is another um, pickletainment company, as uh, we call it, uh, uh, an opportunity for folks to come in and um, you know be there in the district where Top Golf is. Uh, and just enjoy another great venue to be able to play pickleball. Sounds like the things are looking up um, and very bright for pickleballers um, already existing and those to come. Mike, thank you so much for talking with us. That's great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mike Chapin is a pickleball player, a certified pickleball instructor, and the head pickler behind stlouispickleball.com. Coming up, we'll listen back to some of our conversation with a local pickleball champion. In light of all the recent pickleball developments in the St. Louis area, we want to reintroduce you to someone we met this past March. And for that, here's producer Danny Wisentowski. As a volleyball coach at Washington University, Terry Clemens won seven national championships. She's retired from that sport, but she's still beating opponents over a net. But now it's on a pickleball court. And here to discuss going from a legendary volleyball coach to a national champ pickleballer is Terry Clemens. Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Terry, tell us a bit about how you first came to pickleball. You picked up this sport just about four years ago, and you're already a national champ. Um, how did you get here? Well, I started, I was playing competitive golf, and a friend introduced me to pickleball, I read about it online, and I thought, that sport just looks like me. And it, was, uh, it took a lot of energy. It was competitive, uh, short, quick games. And I thought, I need to try this out. I did. I fell in love with it. I stopped competing in golf immediately and went full-time pickleball. You spent a, a long time, you, you know, something, uh, eight years, I think, dealing with some pretty serious health issues. Um, tell us about how you got through that and, and how that path, you know, has now led you uh, to the pickleball court. I did. And um, it was unfortunate 
that it was at the peak of my career. We had won uh, our seven national championships. We had just won six in a row, and my health just kept declining. I had drank turpentine when I was a small child, and apparently it scarred my lungs. And when I was in my late 30s, it just came back and hit me ferociously, and I started getting repeated pneumonias and uh, got that awful MRSA infection, um, a super infection, in my lungs and in my leg. And um, I went through several different um, types of treatment, and none of which were working for a long time. And uh, I was on a respirator 13 times. It was an awful time. I had six young children with my husband at home, not to mention my coaching. And um, I was averaging probably 135 days a year in the hospital for those eight years. And I finally had to retire because of it. Wow. And I guess we're, we're so glad that, that you're okay and, and that you, you are here talking with us. But I, I'm curious, too, there was a point where, you know, after all of those years and all of the time in the hospital where you had a sense that you could play sports again, you could have that competitive part of you. Was it, was it difficult to, to get back into sports or was it something you were looking forward to all that time? Both. It was incredibly oh. difficult, but I had such a passionate for the competition that I fought through it. I couldn't walk for almost a year. I was in a wheelchair, then I wore braces. Then I uh, finally got to where I could get muscles to work again, and I was walking and walking and walking, and then I decided that I could run a little bit, and I started training for a 5K, then a 10K, then did four half marathons, did a full marathon, and I knew that once I did that full marathon, I could get back into competition again, and um, I did. Wow, that that's just incredible. And Terry, I'm curious, you know, when you returned to sports in general and, and to pickleball, you know, you had spent so much time in volleyball and had made such a mark and, you know, a really part of, of the history books of what you did with that program. Was it was it strange, perhaps, to return to a sport that wasn't really yours in that same way? Um, not at all. I mean, I always have a deep, deep passion for volleyball. Um, but Pickleball is not unlike it in a lot of ways. You have the angles of the attack, the, um, you know, hitting down the line, hitting cross court, hitting um, against an opponent on the other side of the net. There were a lot of things in common with it. And I was a tennis player in college, so it came rather easy to me. And when I saw the sport in action the first time, it brought back college memories. and, And I could see myself on the court again like I was 20 years old. Of course, I wasn't. I'm 67, but um, it brought it right back to me. We're talking with Terry Clemens, the championship volleyball coach who had won seven national championships as the Washington University's volleyball co- volleyball coach, and she's now making a name for herself on the pickleball court. Terry, you know, when I got to see you yesterday practice, it was really just you clearly have such a joy in in the actual athleticism of it, of the sport. I'm curious, though, is there a competitive edge that you're saving for the actual competition? Is there another gear (laughs) that you're going to reveal uh, later on? I always hope there's another level. But uh, the the girls I play with regularly and my partner Jay and I in mixed doubles, we, we get a ton of competition here in St. Louis. So whether I'm just drilling or whether I'm playing competitively against another couple of people, it's it's competitive all the time for me, and I don't take anything lightly. I always hope I have another level, though, when it gets to the national competition. Now, you, you one of the things that, that really stood out to me about what you told me is that you're not just playing pickleball. You're actually coaching, and you're coaching other pickleball coaches. What? How, how did you get into that? 
Well, for the last few years, I've, I've coached pickleball players, and that's a lot of hours on the court. And um, in, in the recent weeks, I have decided that I'm going to just focus now on my play and helping other coaches to coach players. And um, because I'm a coach and have a lot of experience in coaching, that I can share with uh, pickleball coaches um, the very detailed um, needs of of a client when you're on the court. And it's it's working well for us. So I'm just going to help coaches in the area to coach players and hopefully get to continue doing what I do best. And Terry, you, you, you had to step away from coaching and in such a circumstance that you didn't want to step away at the time. It wasn't really your decision. Was that, was coaching something that you had to resign yourself that you may never get to do that again? Um, what does that feel like to, to maybe show that, that no, you, you found another place where you can still pursue this part of yourself? Yeah, it's a real special thing to get to work with people again that closely. Um, I never really left coaching all the way because I wrote books. I did motivational speaking. I always have advised coaches and consulted all over the nation with uh, various coaches in different sports. But So I've never lost all of it. But getting to work one-on-one and in small groups on the court and pickleball again, oh, it just fulfills my life so much. I just love working with other people. Now, you a lot of your, your previous coaching, you know, you were coaching college students, young people. You are now coaching, you know, pickleball is open to so many different ages. And just from what I saw yesterday, there were families, there were older folks, there were young folks. What is that? Does that change kind of the coaching dynamic when, you know, they're not just college students preparing for volleyball? It doesn't change it for me. It might for a lot of people. But for me, an athlete is an athlete. It doesn't matter what age you're on. If you're coming to me for coaching, you want to work. And um, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced player, um, you want to make your game better um, wherever it is. So I analyze what level you're at right then, and we go to work. And I really find that it doesn't matter if you're um, 15, 25, 35, 65. It doesn't matter if you're coming for instruction. You want to make your game better, and you're willing to put in the time and effort it is. I don't. I don't even take into consideration someone's age when they come to me for pickleball lessons. And I'm. I'm curious. You know, I've. I've heard of a lot of folks who are former athletes, people who are in more intensive sports. You know, football, soccer, basketball. They still want to compete, and they migrate over to golf or some of these low impact sports. But pickleball seems to really hit that sweet spot. Is that correct? Or is that what's really drawing people like yourself uh, to it? Yes, I. Th- I think that there are so many of us athletes who have left other sports who still crave that immediate feedback that you get from such intense competition. And um, there's a lot of people playing pickleball in in this area that used to play basketball, used to play soccer, football, like you said, and and have come from different sports. And we'll often say to someone, what sport did you play? If someone's moving really good footwork on the court, I'll I'll ask, were you a soccer player? And I you can see that in, in, in our sport, that a lot of people came from different sports. Then again, because it's such a growing sport, you'll see teens getting into the sport who they haven't played a sport in. This is their sport, and that's really good for the sport, too, because it, it's addicting. The sport is so addicting. You need other, nothing else in your life when you have pickleball because, it, like I said, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're a beginner and never played before, you pick it up and you want it again. That's the beauty of pickleball and what's drawn people and made it such a 
worldwide phenomena right now is that it's it's such an easy sport to pick up and it's so addicting. If someone is listening to this and wondering, is pickleball right for me? Is 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 this the sport that I can find that joy in? What would you tell them? What would what would you want them to ask themselves about what they're looking for in this kind of practice? Well, can can they move well enough to cover a few feet quickly on both sides? Are their shoulders okay to rotate and move with the ball? And do they want to play it at just a family level, uh, going to a free court in a park, which there are several in St. Louis? Or do they want to get serious about the game? And sometimes one leads to the other. But go ahead and try it. Either call Missouri Pickleball Club or another club in St. Louis, take a couple of lessons, or just go to YouTube and read about it and watch it and see where that leads you. It's a great sport to try. And if you're looking for something different in your life, you're looking for a new kind of activity in your life, it might be just the one that hits you. That's Terry Clemens, a national pickleball amateur champion and the former national winning volleyball coach at Washington University. She spoke with producer Danny Wisentowski in March. This episode was produced by Alex Hoyer and Danny Wisentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.